the latest fine. trend in podcasting <laughs> is porn. Yeah. More people are listening to X-rated podcasts than ever before. You know, I always yeah. said if I could do porn, it would be like I'd make oh, a God. CD porn for the... <laughs> do you mind if I do my joke, Missy? <laughs> when I would do a porn thing, what is it, a video? Mine would be porn for the blind. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, because, uh, like, I have had people in my life that have had a porn addiction, um, yeah. and I think there is something... We need to talk about it more, who, but... Who but just someone in my life. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Hello. Hi. We came back as promised. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to do another podcast unless the Pussycat Dolls reunited. <laughs> and lo and behold. Here we are. Thank God. Okay, so it's been almost exactly one month. What did you do in your time? Your allotted one month vacation. <laughs> what did I do? I watched The Masked Singer a lot. Speaking of Nicole oh my Scherzinger. God. Yeah. A lot of The Masked Singer. Tell me about that, because I was in a bubble, so I saw I saw what the results, yeah. but I didn't get to watch it. Well, I know for you, your least favorite part is finding out who the person is. <laughs> yeah. And for me, my the only time I feel alive is in those two seconds when they're taking the mask off and we find out who it is. So we're coming at it from different angles. So I don't really know what you want me to say. <laughs> well, I just, I guess it's just shocking that two View co-hosts. That was crazy. Yeah, that was shocking. And none of them were Megan McCain. No. And it happened on the same night. It was like a, a, a two hour back to back reveal. And they talked about, like, obviously they were like Sherry and... um and Jenny, like, View co-hosts. And then when Raven got revealed, no one mentioned The View. And I was like, that is the story to me, is, like, there's three View hosts on this show at this current moment. And that was not the story that they went with. Yeah. What? Did people know? Because, like, we, I think we all knew it was Raven right away. Yeah. But did people know that it was Sherry? No, because I think that Jenny, for two seasons now, has been, like, kind of, like, um crying wolf about sherry shepherd being on it where like anytime there's a woman who's like under five five <laughs> right she will say that it's sherry shepherd and so i think it was like su more surprising than anything that it actually was sherry because jenny had fingered two <laughs> masks this Whoa. season as sherry so it was like very surprising that that one was actually her i guess it's just one of those things where she she just knew if she kept saying sherry eventually someone it would came be sherry true. i think that they genuinely got her on the season to for for one thing to get her to stop <laughs> promoting the view <laughs> in a way <laughs> just to like appease her to be like if you want sherry fine like here she is yeah there's nothing more thrilling than when a view co-host goes on a reality show yeah and, and it's happened so few times in history but it, uh -huh. i love that 
And it, it, there's nothing more thrilling than seeing someone who has no musical talent competing in a competition with like Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who got eliminated? Like, to be clear, is no longer in the running. Is it over yet? It's not over. There's like five more masks, I think, yet to be revealed. Um, and one of like I think that the talent this season was way above like there are more genuine singers this season so it's gotten a little bit more boring in that sense the only person who's left who like isn't a singer I think is um the the tree oh, who is yeah. either who's Candace. either um <laughs> is it possibly Candace um not since like the first clue set no oh. it's either Anna Gastire or um oh or um the oh my god I always blank on her name because her character's name is Jerry Blank oh um yeah I know who you Amy mean Amy Sedaris yeah. yeah it's either her remember or when they did Anna like an Amy Sedaris dance routine on Drag Race and none of the queens, maybe like one, knew what Strangers with Candy was. Yeah. Yeah. That I do was remember. weird. It was weird. But it's because Rue just loves her and assumed that everyone else knew. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what I've been doing. I honestly can't remember how I've filled the hours other than The Masked Singer, which is normal for me. That's nice. What about you? I was just working a lot. A lot yeah. of hours in another city. Nice. Yeah, and I really took my head out of the view. I I really was like not paying attention, mm-hmm. and it was like a kind of nice break. But I did tune back in for moments, like Megan sending us a picture of her nightstand. Yes. Um, which does have the Constitution on it, and a picture of Dolly Parton. Yes. Yeah. What What about the Constitution? Isn't that the bottom first of all, line? First I believe. Of all, I hold, got, don't let me finish. I have a copy of the Constitution on my nightstand. Good. So please don't talk to me about the Constitution. Haters will say it's Photoshop. <laughs> so I guess I did tune back in for the highlights. Mm-hmm. I like didn't even watch the the Trump Jr. thing like when it happened live. Well, yeah, I watched I mean, it later. I didn't purposely because I was like, I, um, I'm not in the right headspace to receive information that could possibly negatively affect me. Right. Are um, you in the right headspace <laughs> to receive it now? <laughs> yes, because I watched it finally. Um, but I think to your point about taking a break from the view, sometimes I think that's nice because then it helps you re- center your point of view (laughs) on the view on the view you know yes sometimes you get caught up in um we do get very caught up we get caught up and it's nice to to sit back and then come back refreshed yeah and And here we are and this is a very special mailbag episode because we're Mm. gonna let you guys guide us yeah and what we need to get caught up on. Yeah. It's not going to be like a normal episode. No. It's going to be a special episode. It's a special episode. And us saying mailbag episode, it is the holiday season. <laughs> I keep thinking of Santa. So but, in a way, mm. I'm kind of thinking of this as like our pre-holiday episode as well. It's our Santa's sack yes. episode. We're going to pull things out of Santa's sack. And inside the sack are your messages that you left for us and that is the real gift of christmas 
period. <laughs> We're going to play the messages that you left for us and let and then you- we're going to talk about who's gayest based on your your yeah, voice that's what we're going to do today <laughs> so let's begin M- multiple people reached out to get our thoughts on the trump jr 5000th episode yes. moment um one person in a general sense, another person went deep. So let's start with an overview. And then we'll go deeper. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jason Brown. I live in Atlanta. And I just wanted to come through the DMs really quick and speak about the Donald Trump Jr. appearance on The View and talk about what a clusterfuck that was. That should never have happened. Um, I don't really know whose decision that was, but it was really stupid in my opinion. Um, and yeah, that was just a whole nightmare. So I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts about that. I listen to your podcast all the time. It is so funny. Um, yeah. Thank you. Bye. Jason from Atlanta. So good to hear from you. Yeah. I agree that that was a clusterfuck. It was a nightmare. And you bring up a good question which is whose idea was it yeah i don't know we've talked we've touched on this before it happened and part of me was wondering maybe the hosts are okay with it because it will be like of a very big moment ratings wise and it might be interesting for them to ask certain things but having watched it i do not think that any of the hosts were happy with it happening which tells me that someone higher up at abc news was like we have to do this yeah i didn't like it like i think we've kind of said before it even happened like i'm all for a controversial guest like when even when like ann coulter stops by yeah it's a bit of fun because it's like it feels like low stakes but yeah i don't I just didn't there's just no part of it that I enjoyed no and I also think that it would have been different if it had been Dawn solo and then Kimberly solo but having them together made it so much more chaotic because like it it was very strange it was like she was his mom trying to like defend him on the playground yeah I think this next voicemail touches on on her demeanor I'm gonna play it it's from Evan Ross Katz So there's a lot, obviously, to get into about today's 5,000th episode. Um, The Bill Getty appearance was particularly triggering just because I do not need him back in that building. Um, The man partially responsible for the firing of Joy Behar does not deserve to be interviewed during the 5,000th episode. Um, So that's obviously important but then I really wanted to sort of talk about Megan's disposition throughout the interview which I thought was really interesting there's a couple of times you can hear her um whispering on the microphone saying this has to stop but there was a clear discomfort that veered into performative to me at times of like her wanting to seem particularly damaged by all of the sort of discourse around her family. Um, Maybe rightfully so. Um, I also think, like, Kimberly Guilfoy's whole disposition, like, throughout the interview was so interesting because she really wanted the women to like her. Um, 
And that was just so evident throughout. Like, she kind of was trying to, like, be the peacekeeper in the situation, which was a role I was not expecting her to play during that interview, which kind of made her seem a little bit sane, but the bar is so low. Um, And then lastly, I hope you guys will read the Hollywood Reporter piece that just came out that has some behind the scenes about what was going on in the audience and sort of some of the heckling that was happening, um, particularly towards Whoopi. Um, And I hope you guys will cover that just because, as always with A View, what happens behind the scenes is just as interesting, if not more, as what's on the show. Anyway, I look forward to your thoughts. Evan brought up a really good point about Kimberly. Gail (laughs) Fayol. And the fact that she seemed that she wanted the women to like her. And it in a, in a way, it reminded me of Kelly Dodd on Watch What Happens Live making fun of um, making fun of Megan and then Megan correcting her and then Kelly turning back and like making a joke, <laughs> but still at Megan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she was trying to play both sides and be like, I totally i am so empathetic and i totally sympathize with you megan blah 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 blah. and then megan would say like well then why didn't you say anything and then suddenly she was like back defending dawn yeah it was kind of her it's hard to describe but it was kind of like she was being like yes i am an evil troll from hell uh-huh. but like we're all evil trolls from hell aren't we <laughs> and then the other people being like no no some of us aren't she kept kind of trying to say she would be like kind of implying that maybe Don Jr. is actually like a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, when she was like, he woke me up with a kiss on the forehead. I don't want to know that. Yeah. I don't need to see that. <laughs> there were many uncomfortable moments. There was like, uh, Megan barely spoke during the whole thing, except to like ask a question about how, uh, like about the character and, and yeah. Yeah. About their Trump's character and yeah. like attacking people like her father and punching down and yeah and like that was uncomfortable um and like Don Jr.'s response was to be like I'm sorry about or uh, I don't even know if he said sorry but he was like your aunt, I know your aunt died and yeah. she was like yes my aunt did also die yes Mr. Trump a lot of Americans in politics miss character and a lot of people miss the soul of this country You and your family have hurt a lot of people and put a lot of people through a lot of pain, including the Khan family, who is a gold star family that I think should be respected for the loss of their son. Does all of this make you feel good? We can keep going back to character. I think think he has great character. I think my family has character. I I understand that, and I'm sorry about that. They they did have differences. I agree with that. But but I think just... just And and again, I'm I'm sorry for the loss. I think you lost your aunt last night, so I do apologize for that as well. last night. Yes, I did. McCain Morgan. Um, thank you. It was horrible. And then also, Kimberly was like on making her making it her personal mission to bring back the word nevertheless. <laughs> because that that kept being the thing that she'd be like, Yeah, yes, we did all those horrible things. Nevertheless, can't ignore the fact that people have jobs. People have jobs now. <laughs> it doesn't make it right. But nevertheless, but nevertheless, but nevertheless. My law degree says it is, but nevertheless. It It was horrible. And then when, so the thing with Megan happened where they never really gave her, they didn't give her an apology, but they also didn't really ever answer her like straight on. There's a part where Whoopi's like, someone say sorry. Yes. And then after that, um, when Whoopi is like, well, what Megan was, um, or maybe it was Joy. She was like, what Megan was kind of getting at was like, it's, 
Democrats and the left have found themselves having to go down to his level because he has brought the character down so much. And then Don was like, well, if we're going to talk about character and, and, and that kind of thing, you did blackface and Whoopi defended Roman Polanski. It's We've all done things that we regret. I mean, if we're talking about bringing a discourse down, Joy, you've worn blackface. Whoopi, no, you I said that sorry, Roman I'm Polanski... Sorry, I'm sorry, and don't... You, if you, you said do that it, Roman Polanski, it wasn't rape-rape when he raped a child. So let's, let's okay. talk about this. So yeah, no, let's things. talk Come about on, this. So fair. you want to bring this up? The yeah. question came up. I did not about, go in blackface, please. No, she was not in blackface. Thank you. Sorry. I, listen, being black, I recognize blackface. This okay. I can say. Okay? I know what, what well, I said. Really back me up on yeah. that. It's like, those aren't, we're not, those aren't even in the same it was, realm of what we're talking about. Because it's like, your, your father's a rapist. So like... How yeah. is how are you gonna try to use that to like attack them? That was a cringy moment um, <laughs> because he was just being like, "Well, you did this once yeah. and you did this once," but I wanted so badly for someone to be like, "Yeah, well, you had an affair with Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane during the Celebrity Apprentice." So but, let's talk about that. So let's talk about that. Now we said because that's actually what needs to be asked yeah. of him. That's the only question that I'm interested in <laughs> hearing his response on. And nevertheless, they did not go there. Yeah. What else did Evan ask about? I feel like there were a couple of things. The Hollywood Reporter article oh. about the audience. Yeah. That episode. I, yes. I did read that. Um, it sounds, based on the article, it sounds like the audience was pretty wild compared to a regular episode. Well, I think apparently there were like a lot of mega people and I don't know why, like how those people just all happened to get tickets. I don't know <laughs> what the procedure was, uh, but apparently someone from the Hollywood Reporter was sitting in the audience and like taking notes. Yeah. Uh, Snitching. And like kind of talking to people that were there. Yeah. Try, there's like a part that I want to read. It says during a commercial break, a woman in the audience tried taking Whoopi for task about Roman Polanski. Uh, she said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Whoopi said, then be quiet and listen to me. Oh my God. Um, and then the woman was asked by a member of the show's staff to stop using her cell phone. Uh, and then it says later, th as the woman left the studio with a fellow audience member, she said, I definitely riled her up. She was so upset. Um, and then it says, it talks about how people were booing and being like unruly in the audience. It says after Goldberg's no booing warning went unheeded, a warm up comedian, Hey Regina, <laughs> tried again during a later commercial break uh, to say no booing, no yelling, no booing everyone. I feel so bad that she had to step in but and instead of like cracking her normal jokes, had to, normal, <laughs> her normal jokes had to be like, Come on, guys. No booing. <laughs> really no booing. Um, but then it says when the <laughs> segment ended, a man in the audience yelled, praise the Lord. <laughs> Those are the types of audience members that, like, I think were deserving of being there. Common sense. Yeah. So, yep. Apparently, yeah. Whoopi said also that the booing, quote, the booing is fucking us up. It's messing with everyone's mic. You can grimace and all that. But all we hear is booing. It's like, that's it's not messing with your mic. That's but. me when somebody leaves one bad review on Apple Podcasts about us. <laughs> the booing is fucking me up. It's fucking us up. <laughs> um, but the other thing that 
Evan mentioned is how in the same episode they at the beginning when they were celebrating they oh, yeah. uh interviewed Bill Getty. Yeah. And he he didn't like that. I I'm okay with it. What I thought was like funny was that if you didn't know who he was and I feel like most people watching the view right now would maybe would know who he was if you were like that's Bill Getty the the first executive producer of the view but they never stated that so i think to like a regular viewer they they would be a little bit lost about yeah. who that man was and it's interesting he was like talking about his um his highs and lows and uh-huh. he was like well firing debbie like why did you even say that why did like, you bring that firing up firing debbie matinopolis well that was tough and it's like also you fired joy and yeah. she's sitting right there well then yeah because he was like after debbie it got a lot easier to fire people <laughs> and joy was like yeah thanks you threw me out on the street well i i i, I didn't the first year i had to fire debbie matinopolis and oh. that was really hard for me i love debbie and she went on to have a great career but then I got used to firing people, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got where I kind of... Threw me it. out on the street like an old washing machine. <laughs> yeah, it was... I mean, it didn't bother me, but I'm not... Like, he said enough in, in yeah. Ladies Who Punch. It didn't bother me, but I didn't think it was good TV. I felt like dead air. Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, overall, I would have liked the 5,000th episode to be celebrated by... Uh, Monet Exchange, <laughs> and Nina West, and Adora Delano performing yeah. a special song and dance. Mm, kitty girl. <laughs> it didn't feel like a celebration. Anyway, next. Hi, guys. This is uh, Joe from London. I would really like to get your opinion on hashtag used condom. Um, this was the first time that Anna and Megan had sat at the table together since... Megan um, ferociously stormed off the set um, a few weeks ago. I don't know about you, but I think that the hostility between Megan and Sonny, which was so obvious at the end of last season, seems to have transferred to Anna and Megan. And I don't know why. Why do you think that is happening? I love his voice. And great question, because I watched this whole episode. It was a very big Friday episode because Megan was very not in the mood to joke around on this particular Friday. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same day as the constitution thing. Okay. But it could be wrong. You can leave a voice memo and, and correct us. me if yeah. I'm wrong. So they're talking about Marie Kondo and yeah. Joy was like, remember Marie Kondo as though it's been like years. <laughs> and apparently she's opening a sh- online store where she's selling really overpriced trinkets. And it's yeah. ironic because her whole thing is about getting it's rid like of stuff. She made people get rid of, hurt their stuff so they could make room for her shit (laughs) yeah anna's mind it amazes me because abby's talking about having a lot of junk in her Uh house and then she she's alludes to finding something on the ground in her house it seems like it's a piece of poo on the floor sounds like we're talking about poop um but she doesn't want to say apparently it's too gross to say even though she was able to tell us a story about having toilet paper rolled up in her sweatpants. Um, but this is too gross to mention. So uh-huh. I think she's found a piece of poop on the floor. Anna, wow, her <laughs> improv, um, says, well, it it couldn't have been a used condom because you have three kids. Uh-huh. 
The other, the other night, I literally, it's too gross, I won't tell the story, but the, the, I found something on the floor that you should never find on your floor. Really? And it took me a minute to realize what it was. And Do you have this animals? Is, this is my, I have animals and children, yes. Okay. <laughs> it, could, it could have been one from anyone. Well, all right. You've got, three, you've got three kids, so it obviously wasn't a used condom. The audience was gasping for air. <laughs> Shocked. The level of disgust <laughs> on Megan's face, though, yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Like she's visibly so disturbed. Because it combined the two things that she hates the most. Talking about sex and, and Anna. Anna. <laughs> um, I will also say apparently that was not the first time that they were back together on a Friday. I mean, yeah. I don't know for sure, but apparently we were wrong about that because yes. uh this person corrected us. Jared again. I just wanted to say that Megan and Anna actually did appear on episodes since Megan walked off. So that statement on Facebook was false, but she hasn't in like a month. So makes me think she's probably not wanting to be there with Anna, but who knows? So uh, apparently we were wrong, yeah. according to Jared. Well, so. apparently Facebook was wrong. Right. I usually get all of my facts of my and news from Facebook. So this Same. is shocking that it was incorrect. <laughs> I... Um, but do you think Megan hates Anna? I think that it's hard to ignore the facts. Because the thing about... Um, it's like Megan doesn't hate Joy because they get a good back and forth going. And they've both said that they don't mind it. And they kind of like it. I feel like there's no back and forth between Anna and Megan. No, yeah. And so I think that might be why Megan just doesn't like the only ha having her there the only times that you see megan and anna even speak or look at each other uh -huh. has been like in an argument there's never like a cordial like no back and forth conversation um it's like both of them trying to get the last word yeah it's weird and, but i do think a part of it is also just like megan wants to be taken seriously so yeah. badly in politics and anna's cracking used condom jokes yeah <laughs> Yeah, and like so, Megan already doesn't want to be doing a topic like yeah. this, and she's already gotten in an argument today <laughs> with Joy, and now she's sitting there, and someone's talking about <laughs> telling her bestie Abby that she yeah. didn't have a used condom in her house. I will say, I think that Anna's pre-written jokes have been falling flat recently. I appreciate her going off book. Well, that was improv. That's what I mean. I appreciate her going off book and giving us a taste. Taking a risk. Of what's in what happens on the fly. Yeah. That's like what's going that. on when she's in Miami with Eva Longoria <laughs> and Ricky Martin, yeah. like at a drag brunch. Yeah. That's what, that's what the convo is yeah. like. Um, that's, that's Anna's, uh. Yeah. <laughs> but I, Joe also asked us our take on like, Sunny v Megan and I do think that's also kind of mysterious because mm -hmm. it seems like they throw a lot of shade to each other yeah but th I can't tell if they like dislike each other however when Megan first started on the show she would get into it with Sunny more yeah but then Sunny would also say like on Wendy Williams for example that they like each other and that they get drinks together sometimes yeah. um I haven't heard Sunny say anything like that in a long time. So I do wonder if like the drinks have dried up. I do think that they agree on more stuff than they disagree on stuff. 
And so I think that they find a common ground and there's less of that like heated arguing between them. Yeah, but I don't think they're hanging out anymore. (laughs) Does that mean that Sunny has an opening? I hope so. (laughs) I just watched the Thanksgiving episode, which I adore because I'm from Italy and I just keep in touch with American stuff, with USA stuff through the view so i love it a lot and i gagged when everybody was like talking about their dead relatives and their that was barbara walters i surely cried and then it became depressing and whatever we get it whoopi you have a book out we got it that one <laughs> That was our listener in Italy, uh, username cheers and thanks a lot. I love this one. There's so much. I love our listener in I Italy. I love our listener in Italy. I, yeah, I wanted to say, I until we got these, I didn't realize we were so international. <laughs> I had, had no idea genuinely that there were oh. people listening to us um, like so dedicate, so dedicated in Europe. It's funny, I don't think we have a lot of listeners in Canada. I love that. That's better for me. Um, yeah, wow. This one I really loved because a lot of stuff was brought up that I m- would have missed. Did you watch the Thanksgiving video? I did watch it. Video? But I kind of got lost in how depressing it was and like forgot how funny it is that it was all dead people. And, and Barbara. Barbara. Yeah, it was dead people and past co-hosts, which I think is really funny, which Megan pointed out because everyone's like, well, this is my grandma. I miss her so much. She died. This is my brother. Miss you. You know, and then Megan's like, also Meredith Vieira. Like, (laughs) yeah, dead relatives. I'm Barbara. I'm not like bothered by Whoopi shamelessly promoting her book as much, though, because like that's what Barbara taught us. Barbara was the most shameless plugger it's like barbara and rupaul okay shameless pluggers yes. <laughs> okay yes i agree with you but what's funny is that none of the hosts seem to have a problem when Whoopi is like creating multiple segments about her book but then we try to get them to sit through one segment hearing about sunny's book and it's like suddenly the end of the world yeah well so that's a topic that we got a lot of uh, comments and questions about here is just one of them from at wild flu how do we feel about the constant bullying of sunny hostin on the view especially from Whoopi, but from the whole table they don't treat her right her talking about her book oh my god she was bullied she was yelled at she was harassed save her You've heard of leave Britney alone, and now <laughs> leave Sunny alone. Yeah, so Sunny has a... Well, first of all, thank you for your passion. Yeah. Um, Sunny has a new book. It's a novel. Yeah. What is it called? It's called um, um, Summer... Summer's at the Bluffs? Summer at the Bluffs? Summer on the Bluffs? Summer on the Bluffs oh, by Sunny God, Hus- I can't Huston. wait to get my hands on it. <laughs> it's a novel about, uh, like, it's based on her, but with yeah. a 
the character sounds like it's based on her. Yes, but then a little spicy edit for the rest of it. She tries to describe, like, the premise of the novel to everyone (laughs) and just gets constantly bombarded by people being like, all right, wrap it up. Yeah. Alma has decided to give the house, but to only one of her goddaughters. Each of the women want the house desperately. Each is grappling with the secret. Each, each, each is grappling with the secret. Don't give the whole book away. They, yeah, don't tell fear, the whole book. Look, that they when fear, is it available? Wait a second, that they fear oh will God. make them lose the house. We have one minute, 33 seconds. And How long is and it? You can can, I, is, is this chapter one or 10? This, this, is, this is just about the book. And literally... Um, Why is this a whole segment? And literally, everyone, um, it's available for pre-order right now. Someone started doing it. Yeah. Like, I forget who started it. And then got a laugh. Whoopi did. <laughs> and Whoopi got a laugh. And then everyone else started doing it addicted everyone to the... Everyone was like, if Whoopi's disrespecting Sunny, I can disrespect Sunny. <laughs> but, like, it also makes me want... Like, it reading deeper into it, like, maybe, like, I'm getting the... Well, we know Sunny's one of those people that's, like, good at everything. Yes. An so, overachiever. Like, where did she find the time exactly. to even to not even if even if she didn't write it and we're just gonna say yeah maybe someone helped her like maybe there is a ghostwriter even then when did she have the time to sit in a hotel room and tell her story to someone while they typed it out like that I, I, I can't but figure I it out. bet you she didn't have a ghostwriter like I'm sure she just was stayed up, all, up night. all night like I think she's just kind of like a nerd um <laughs> But like not in a bad way. But I but think yeah. I think maybe everyone is just like, oh, like now what's Sunny gonna do? Is she yeah. gonna like, uh, like what's she gonna do next? Yeah. Like, but you know what? You know when like you when you're being bullied or you're being called a nerd and you're and a and a teacher or a parent says like they're just jealous. And then when you become an adult, that doesn't really become that true anymore because sometimes people are just being bitches to you and they're not just jealous. But in this case. It honestly did seem like they were just jealous. Yeah. Like, currently on the go, she has her new TV show. She yep. has a podcast. She has a novel out. Yep. She's a View co-host. Mm-hmm. She appears on, like, Tamron Hall as a legal expert and, like, other and, shows yeah. here and there. She uh, has teenagers. Um, she is raising hens. Like, yeah. Well, I wanted to say, I hate when people are like, make real life comparisons to Harry Potter, but Sunny does have big <laughs> Hermione energy. Yeah. And like, it's easy to tease, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other thing that always comes up as a point of discussion mm-hmm. is Whoopi's overall attitude towards Sunny all the time. Yeah. Because on television, you would think that Whoopi must hate Sunny's gut. The way... <laughs> Anytime Sunny says anything or if Sunny tries to, like, make a joke, yeah. it, Whoopi is the first one to check her. And a lot of people are really confused about that. And I am, too, because I want to believe, like, Whoopi must secretly love Sunny mm-hmm. and is just, like, giving her a hard time because she thinks it's, like, they're funny. It's a funny dynamic. Yeah. But it doesn't land as often as, like, is yeah. anyone gonna tell Whoopi that it's not coming off the way that she thinks it is I always think back to when Sunny said that she was supposed to learn how to swim yeah and Whoopi was like well I invited you over to learn how to swim in my pool and you didn't even come that's the only thing that makes me think that like maybe they are friends yeah because she invited her to swim in her pool also like pitching this segment uh 
Sunny learning how to swim in Whoopi's pool on The View. <laughs> I thought you meant pitching the segment for the podcast. No. For- I was like, I don't think we have that power. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pitching to The View. Got it. Uh, okay, moving on. Hey y'all, it's Marky from Michigan. So as you all requested, I'm sending in an Instagram voice recording and I have two thoughts and a question. So the first thought is, holy cow, Sunny Hostin's book. I don't even read, but I'm definitely pre-ordering that and reading the whole thing. It'll be the um, first book I've read since Ladies Who Punch. Not ashamed. Secondly, another thought that came in my head out of nowhere today is that we don't take enough time to enjoy the view, but also... Sarah Haynes's husband and how hot he is I think we should probably talk about that a little bit and then my third thought is a question for y'all I'm very curious what you all do for work like other than your full-time job as Deja the View co-hosts of course what do you all do I assume it's in media that's kind of what I've gathered but I would love to know more about that maybe I've missed it in the past but I would love to hear about it thank you so much thank you Marky I um I really liked this message because of him not reading and then (laughs) Sunny inspiring him to read. I think that's beautiful. Our base is people who uh, can't can't read. read. (laughs) So that's great. Um, Let's just go uh, through uh, Sarah Haynes' husband. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have talked about how hot he is in the past. Um, I think one time also I was trying to say how hot he is uh-huh. and I accidentally said Jedediah Bila's um, husband, yeah. which... Um, retract. Retract. I meant Sarah's <laughs> husband. His name is Max. Yeah. I, w- I think the reason why we don't talk about it and didn't talk about it more often is because despite physically outside hot, inside conservative... Yeah, which that's fine. I think that's actually, it's not for me, but that's fine. But I think the reason that Sarah was so balanced probably Uh is because at home she was getting a different point of view, point of view than her own. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But if we were ranking uh, hotness husband wise, I think it's, it's probably Max is the hottest of all, which makes sense um, because Sarah hottest of all that's true hot couple (laughs) alert (laughs) what else marky you wanted to know what we do for a living marie what do you do for a living you know on um daytime tv sometimes they have like plants on the set (laughs) so i um i'm the 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 waterer um (laughs) is the official title what about you, Kevin? Stop. <laughs> Kevin, you. <laughs> I think Marky said also in his memo, like, maybe you guys have kind of, like, talked about it more. Um, yes, we have a little bit. But I don't want to say where I work. I'm not trying to have fans <laughs> greeting me outside my place of work. Yeah, that could be a huge that issue. That could be a huge problem for me. But next time you're watching TV... And you see a plant on the set. You can say, oh, Marie was there. I hate you. (laughs) Not even funny. I hate it. What about you, Kevin? Well, we both work in television. Mm -hmm. 
Marie works on the show that she will not describe <laughs> on the podcast. My job changes quite often, um, but I'm working on Canada's Drag Race. I'm working on Big Brother Canada. Basically, uh, insert name of show mm-hmm. and then put Canada before or after. <laughs> and I also was working on Star Trek Canada. for a long time. Star Trek Canada. Yeah. Um, but when you work on a TV show, you, can, you can't talk about it. Yeah. You have to be mysterious. You're not allowed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we never talk about these things. And also, we don't, just don't want to get fired. <laughs> just consider us full-time podcasters. Full-time stay-at-home podcasters. Yeah. And we're also trying for a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for asking a yeah. question about us. Mm-hmm. And thank it's you nice for listening to, to us for so long. Yeah. Long I know who listener. you are. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Deja the View pod. It's Katie, friend of the show. Long time, first time. I have a question about what if you were stranded on a desert island and you had to choose one past and one present co-host to spend your days with you? I think I would choose Sunny because of her hens and I feel like she'd be able to like rustle up livestock for us to live on. (laughs) Um, And then maybe Elizabeth because maybe Survivor taught her some Survivor skills, but she would also be really hard to live with. So maybe Sarah for her positive attitude. Anyway, would love to hear your thoughts. If you see something, think about it and then say something. Bye. Okay. Hi, Katie, friend of the show. Great question. Yeah. I love this. That is a great question. Marie, would you like to answer first? Sure. I mean, similarly to Katie, I was thinking Sunny and Sarah, but then when I really started thinking about it, and this will uh, let you inside the mind of me, <laughs> I started to think that I would get jealous of their friendship, <laughs> their bond. of their bond, and I would feel like I was the outsider, and it would make me hate them both, and so I don't think I would pick them. Yeah. Then I also started to think, I don't think I would pick Sarah. I don't know if I would pick Sarah at all because if we really didn't hit it off and weren't like besties, I think I would also start to turn against her. So I think I would pick Sunny <laughs> because she's so resourceful. We know she doesn't sleep, so she'd be up all night typing on t- her typewriter. Typing on her typewriter and standing guard so I could get a full eight hours. And then I think I would maybe pick I want to say Meredith because her presence would be calming but I don't know if physically she'd be like that helpful Mm, that's interesting you know you want someone who can like help with the heavy lifting and the gathering of the firewood and that type of crap but I'm gonna say for now oh no wait Lisa interesting I so at first I went for the obvious choice Elizabeth yeah Um, because of the survivor skills that she Uh probably has. Um, But forget that. I'm not going to choose Elizabeth. I want to choose Rosie Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's the only way we'll ever get to know each other is if we were (laughs) stranded on a desert (laughs) island together. Um, Uh And I'd love to just like listen to her talk and get to know her yeah and then and she knows her way around a jet ski so if there was like yeah. one that you found washed up washed on the shore 
exactly. Yeah, and I also, as a child, always used to have this fantasy of like, mate, what if they one day did Celebrity Survivor uh-huh. and Rosie? Od- I always wanted Rosie to be on it because she, she was, was obsessed, obsessed with Survivor. Yeah. So that's part of it. And then my second choice is Lisa because I I also just have this weird thing where I've always wanted to be Lisa Ling's friend. Yeah, and I've always thought she was super cool. She is very cool. She's not afraid to go into, like, the nitty-gritty, you know? Oh, my God, yeah. And she just has this, like, perfect life where she just gets to make little documentaries, and she's been doing it for forever. She's been to war zones. I think that a deserted island will be a piece of cake. Do you remember how when her sister got, like, uh, put in prison in North Korea? Yeah. And then Bill Clinton (laughs) saved them? I didn't remember that part of it. Well, we'll do a deep dive on that sometime. <laughs> but, like, she's got lots of knowledge and things to talk about, and I'd like to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. So those are my choices. But that's a great question. It's also a question that if I had, if I were interviewing a View co-host, I may ask them yeah. that question. I also am just interested <laughs> to hear other people's answers because I think it reveals so much about you. Even having to come up with it, it made me like learn about myself. So if you guys listening want to send us like a tweet or a DM or something, um, telling us who you would pick, I want to know. Hey, Deja the View. Um, my name's Tom from England, and just wanted to say, absolute big fan of this. I feel like this podcast reflects kind of an inner monologue because I watch way too much of The View um, on YouTube and it's it's great stuff. Um, I've seen it live a couple of years back when Jedediah was on it and um, to be honest with you, I'm sad that I haven't, I wasn't there when McCain joined because she's just a big hot mess and I love it and... Her views are just making that show at the moment. And I suppose it's just the controversy of it all. But love, love. Um, keep doing what you do. Um, and yeah, high quality content. Take a little time to enjoy the view. Wow. So Tom. that, Tom, that was a, let's indulge in him just complimenting us. So thank you, Tom. Yeah. Thank you for that beautiful message. And thank you for having the most soft spoken, relaxing ASMR inducing voice. I, I love it. Yeah. I could listen to you say, take a little time (laughs) to enjoy the view. view. Like, wow. They should really hire you at the view to do (laughs) Virginia's job. So thank you for that message, Tom. Hey, guys, it's Caleb calling. Uh, Big fan of your guys' podcast, as I'm sure you all probably know. So when I was listening to the last episode, I loved when you guys brought up the connection between Candace and Debbie when they were on Debbie's Hallmark show. Uh, But what you might not know is that it was actually a three-way view reunion. So uh, Debbie's co-host, Cameron Matheson, he has his own connection with the view. And I really think that you guys should look up Thonggate. Bye. Okay. Did you look it up? Yes. I So thank you, Caleb. This is a great example of um, see, uh, hearing something. Thinking about it. And then saying something. Mm. So in our last episode, we did reference an interview between Debbie Matinopoulos and Candace Cameron Bure. Let's call it an interview. <laughs> very, very kind of you. 
So Debbie's co-host on the Hallmark Channel is Cameron Matheson, who I said I know him from Dancing with the Stars. But before there was Dancing with the Stars, Uh he was on a soap opera. I feel like it's All My Children. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember and I don't care. But his name, his character's name was Ryan. And there was this, I guess you could say viral sort of moment where he is in a scene Uh and he stands up and it looks like he's wearing a thong in the soap opera yes in the soap opera was it is it like in the scene that's the gag or was it like the actor was wearing a thong the actor looked like the actor was wearing a thong got it and so uh (laughs) so that was on the soap and then the soup which is Uh that joe McHale show that people i'm assuming know um, took it and ran with it, made fun of it. Uh-huh. And then this is where the view comes into it. He became like a hot topic uh-huh. and he made like a surprise appearance on the view to clear the air oh about God. how he was actually not wearing a thong and it was just his shirt tucked in a weird way and <laughs> toxic masculinity uh, really. His cover up was that it was his shirt tucked in the- the wrong way yeah the soup also showed a clip of all my children's cameron madison and he was wearing a thong so we got to look at cameron madison i like the way that thong looks on cameron's behind i mean he is cameron is gorgeous this is what it was here we go all right this is how important it is there's my t-shirt caught t-shirt t-shirt caught in my pants that's Cameron Matheson's connection to The View, besides being Debbie Matinopoulos's <laughs> co-host on the Hallmark Channel. Imagine being so bothered by people thinking you were wearing yeah. a thong, especially as an actor, like on a yeah. TV show. Like, for all people know, maybe you had to wear a thong with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it's shocking that his excuse that he went with was that it wasn't his underwear. That was the way his shirt was. It's like there are so many other things that you could have made up to be like I was wearing these under the specific type of underwear because they had to plug my mic into it or yes or like the guy had to wear it like because my boxers were visible in the scene and so they made me wear it you know there are so many other things you could say other than being like you're crazy that was my shirt (laughs) actually it makes perfect sense that a man who is that insecure yeah. uh, would be on the Hallmark channel. Yes. Like it, he, that's what's so funny to me is like, it's the perfect combination of people being insecure about sexuality in general. Yeah. <laughs> be finding a safe space on the Hallmark to ask hard hitting questions like red or green. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I still can't I choose. Still- <laughs> Okay, so thank you for that uh, history lesson, Caleb. Hi there, long-time listener, first-time DM slider. I personally just wanted to say congratulations on 55 episodes of Deja the View. That is so many. Have a great one. Oh, but before I go, I have to say that I'm impressed by how Fritz really raised the bar on guest co-hosting with that game. I got games. I got wings. I can even cure eye spasms. I got it all, baby. P.S. How will y'all be spending Whoopi's birthday? I will be celebrating by reprimanding Megan McCain and returning to the big screen 
in Rat Race 2. I wish. So this is uh, more of like an audition for a a hosting position. And like, we hear you. We hear you. And we like what you've got. And uh, you have one thing straight, which is that you do need to provide a game going forward uh, to be a guest on the show. But thank you for the congratulations. (laughs) Thank you for the congratulations. It's so nice. Thank you. I I missed that milestone personally. Whoopi's birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Our 55th episode. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. And also, like, thank you for mentioning Rat Race because I love that movie. Such a good movie. That used to play. Now I'm going to sound like an old woman. That used to play on TBS Superstation on like a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, you know, put a put a couple hot pockets in. Yeah. Sit back for 2 hours, rat race on. That's relaxation, baby. Yeah. That's my idea of a perfect date. Yeah. <laughs> With myself. Yeah. Self-care. No, we knew. We got it. <laughs> so since you brought up Fritz, our our past yeah. podcast guest, mm-hmm. raising the bar with his game. We thought, what the hell? What the hell by Avril Lavigne. (laughs) Why not have him back for one more? Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you wanted it? Oh my goodness. Who's that? Deja the View's game master, Spencer Fritz. I am so excited about this new position with Deja the View. (laughs) Have you come to challenge us with a game i sure have wow yeah let's go for it let's go for it okay so after the sweeping success of the masked sex robot i decided to make another masked game today we're gonna play the masked interviewee who is that Oh. oh, so what I'll do is I'm going to play wow. you a clip. This seems so much harder we, than the last game. Also, wow, I had no idea you loved Mask so much. Yeah. Well, surprise, bitch. <laughs> we are going to kick things up a notch. I actually think that these are questions are easy. So you know when your head's been in like a weird project for a few hours and you can't make sense of whether something's easy or hard anymore? Yes. Sure. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Okay. So you tell me. Okay, ready? Yeah. This is the first question. Okay. So you're trying to figure out who the guest is. Obviously, that's the game. Okay. Kind of the cute school girl, school girl, but you're growing up, you're maturing. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, when I recorded, recorded the first album, I was 16, and now I'm 18. So, um, and I'm really, really excited because with the new album and everything, I'm able to show everyone that I have, like, a major role in cre- the creation of my music and everything, which is really cool. Is this from any era of The View? This is from any era of The View. Got it. Okay. Well, I, Marie and I both looked at each other at one part in particular, and we're like, Well, because copy. the language, but also the cadence. The of the really cool the cadence of the phrasings to me sounds like Britney Jean Spears it has to be final answers yeah that's my final answer you're both correct if it hadn't been for that really cool like I, I didn't know who it was until really cool really yeah I knew a little bit before just the way that the phrases were structured mm-hmm. was very Brittany I'm more so surprised how how similar like how she has sounded the same for so long yeah yeah the first clip was also the question was 
since the schoolgirl look, you've changed. Yeah. And I think that was like the big, yeah. the big clue there. Who is that speaking? Yeah, and to me, it I was think... harder figuring out who <laughs> the host was. Who? That was Star that asked the first oh. question. She sounded like Monique. She sounded like she had just finished 18 cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. As, as did Brittany, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, here is the second clip. Ready? Yeah. Why do you think people keep coming back year after year? Because we are obsessed with making it different. We're obsessed with doing new things. I'm a tough producer, but my team is tough on me, too. They'll be like, uh-uh, that's whack. <laughs> like, I can let an intern say that to me. That's how open we are about ideas. The show is absolutely fantastic. What I loved about it is it was really current in that the first challenge, if I can say this, is about taking your best selfie. How yeah. do you take the best selfie? Because I suck at the selfie. Okay, first of all, you just show lost me. your neck and your duck lipping. You gotta do a turtle. Bring it out, and then okay, do the camera like far, and then far. and then relax it in. <laughs> okay, what I love about this one is that the person who I think it is already speaks really fast. Yeah. yeah. So this <laughs> yeah. almost seems like you did no editing to it. Yeah. And also, like, they always have to, like, gas themselves up. Yeah. Like, she had to drop in, like, how she's a producer. Yeah. On, like, every... Anyways, it's yeah, Tyra. it's Tyra. <laughs> it's definitely Tyra. <laughs> Tyra Sanchez, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the, okay. From the other Tyra. Tyra. Drag race. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I love Tyra. She was... She is always entertaining. Yeah. yeah. That one. Okay, so that was, um... That was Tyra. Here's the next one. So you're very open about your life. Uh, you're very open about your sobriety. So how's it going? Great. Um, I think it's important to be open and to kind of share that with people, um, especially for me, because people have such, you know, so many misconceptions about knowing a person directly. What's the biggest misconception about you? So much has been written. Well, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I think, you know, it's really difficult because I got into, I became an actress because that's what I love to do. And I think a lot of people forgot that that's what I'm actually in this industry for. Throughout the show, there's kind of, you know, it's a bit of a journey of me kind of getting back into work mode. I'm less confident about it, but I think I know yeah. who it is. Who do you think? I, I think we Lindsay. were thinking, yeah, Lindsay. That's correct. It is During Lindsay. the own? Yeah. It was right after own. I think she co-hosted the whole episode because wow. she was in the chair for other hot oh. topics as well. Do you think she was on vitamins during it? Um, I you sounded know, like there was a vitamin in the mix. That might have been the voice <laughs> modification. <laughs> but that actually was one of the most zen I've seen her in an interview. So may, like maybe. Yeah. But she didn't. It was a, it was a she had good presence in this particular yeah. well, interview. Well, not to go too like off on a tangent, but I always feel like Lindsay gives good interviews and she always yeah. seems level-headed and normal in an interview, but then when you then you see her trying her to loose. kidnap a kid yeah. on Instagram <laughs> live and you're like second guessing yourself. Okay. Well, let's move on. You guys are doing very well. 3 for 3. I love this game. Though. I do love it. I could do this all day. Well, get ready because there's two more questions. <laughs> so you got about four more minutes. Um, this is clip number four. I was reading that you said you'd rather have look at what is it, sarcastic and kooky rather than sexy. Yeah, I I kind of fall back more in kooky. I, I'm more comfortable being kooky. I'm less comfortable like it's, I'm less comfortable showing skin. I don't really like showing skin, but I. Well, what's all this right here? I'm yeah, showing because my skin is gap. The little girls yeah. love you too. The five and six year old girls. So you don't want to show too much skin. The five and six year olds have to be, be parented by their parents. I'm not their parent, but I love children and I love education and I love ambition and I love all those great things. I mean, who who found you? Who heard you first? Uh, who found me? Yes. I don't know. Some aliens or something yes. like that. I think, I think. It took me a long time. 
but I I'm was, there. Yeah, I was thinking Miley for a long time, but mm. then it started to go, like not make sense. Like the the I could detect, answers. I could detect like the New York accent, yeah. but then when they were like uh, talking about how they 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 love children and education, and then the alien thing, yeah. I was like, no, this is someone batshit and. Okay, we might be thinking of different people. So no, I, who do you I think? know that you're thinking of the same person. Who, who do you Nikki think? Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. 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 Um, well. Kevin just educated me on how Nicki Minaj has never had a number one hit. And what? there was a part of me that, because when this That's interview, my party trick. Yeah. <laughs> In this interview, there's a part where Elizabeth like lists every accolade she has going uh-huh. on at that time. And she this was like right at the Super Bass era, so she's... Mm. Very successful, and I almost just made that the clip, you know. Name, but you her. know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like why I know that is because of Mariah Carey. Because on American Idol, um, mm. some they hated each other, as yeah. everyone knows. But there was a person who sang a Mariah song, and I think the feedback that Mariah was giving was like shade at Nikki because she was like, "Well, that's a number one song." It's not easy to get a number one. Not everyone has that, oh my and like God. that's why everyone knows that Nicki Minaj doesn't have a number one. Her story. Her story was made. Anyways, that was Nikki. I thought that was a bit of a tough one. It was. It tough. was tough. Yeah. It was tough for a very long time. I thought for sure Miley. Well, if you thought number four was tough, okay. five is a real hum dinger. <laughs> Here's question five. The final question. Seems right. Like each yeah. scent is a memory from your past. Is that true? Well, it's Pretty like cool. a memory or something that evokes just whatever and now moment. You like yeah. it. I love this one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm being completely honest. Like, it's not, a th- it's like the first fragrance I'm ever going to wear is my own. So is it working? Did the man fall in love with you immediately and treat you like royalty? Well, they, you know, I told you. It's a, what, did I, what did I call it before? You said, you said kind of. I said kind of. I've never said kind of before. That's good. That's good. You don't get enough credit for your writing ability. You write. All of these songs, and I don't think people give you enough credit for that. You know what's funny? I, I won the Writer of the Award, Writer of the Award. It is very early for me. Well, it's very early. It's very early. And also, speaking of fun facts, the reason why I think I know who this is be, is because I know that they have written all of their biggest hits. I'm a little shaky on the fragrance part. Oh, Because no. I don't think I knew that this person had a fragrance or of multiples. they do. Um, who do you who do you think? Should we do, do three, think? three, two, one? Mariah? Mariah. There you go. That's correct. Balenciaga, right? <laughs> yeah. <From> Drag Race. <laughs> um, wow. I I enjoyed watching her on The View. I wanted to know, and I thought you'd know, when I was watching the Mariah Barbara stuff for this, I felt like there was a very long history there. Oh my God! Well. I don't know if this is what you're even referring to, but like, there's also that iconic clip from the same time period when Nikki and Mariah hated each other, mm-hmm. where Mariah does an interview with Barbara, and Barbara <laughs> reads to her something, a quote from Nicki Minaj. And it's like, I'm quick to cut a bitch if she gets out of line. Nikki recently released a song. It's called Hell Yeah. It's about American Idol, and she says, I'm quick to check a bitch if she is out of line. Are you the bitch she's singing about? Don't know. Don't know what she's singing. I didn't know she sang. I thought she rapped or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, but what do you mean? Well, just there was a part when she walked on stage where she, like, 
Barbara was introducing her and was like, I love this girl. I've like, I've always supported her. And there was almost like a scoff from the audience. And then she was like, what? I do. Oh my God. So I, I don't know. Well, maybe just because Barbara's so... I mean, there could be more... To, listen, if you yeah. if you hear this and you know something, Say you can something. let us know. But I think also, just in general, Barbara's very, like, high society, like... Yeah, and I think people's perception of Mariah, like, after the 90s started to go down and people started to think of her as, like, a, like pardon the language, but, like, a bimbo, like, right. type of thing. So, so they that just could weren't, be part of it. weren't buying yeah. that Barbara supports her, maybe? That's my guess. Yeah. Well, more to come. Yeah. That'll be the that next game. That was a great game. I love your mask I really games. loved that game. Well, thank you for doing that. And thank you for being our official game master. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at Deja the View <laughs> Game Master on Twitter. <laughs> JK. Yeah, thank you. And also, this was like a very like fun um, change for, yeah. for our format to do these voicemails. So thank you to everyone that left one they were like so many of them were great and there's some that we didn't play just because they were like repeat questions so thank you you guys too yeah thank you so much and you can keep it going like i uh you know if you have questions comments concerns uh about the view not about us not about me personally (laughs) i mean you can ask a question i don't want to hear concerns (laughs) (laughs) concerns about me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like feel free and maybe we'll play them yeah that uh, was very fun so thank you everyone and uh until next time kisses have a great day and uh take a little time to enjoy my fragrance <laughs> hit it herby <laughs> <laughs> Are you the bitch? Whoopery.